1: Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. In today's conversation, we're talking about a drug that has turned people's lives and the lives of so many families here in North Carolina upside down. Fentanyl. 4,000 people are dying in our state every year as a result of drug overdoses. A whopping 77% of those deaths are related to the powerful drug fentanyl, according to authorities. Now, the scary thing is that even the most minute dose, think of something as small as a grain of sand or salt, can kill you. WREL reporter Chelsea Donovan spent several days with undercover agents and informants in Nash County watching how they're battling this war on this deadly drug. In this episode, she's going to share what she saw and experienced. Chelsea, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So you had a unique experience that in this day and age, you know, doesn't happen all the time with law enforcement and the media. You got to go out with a team of officers that deal primarily with drug cases in Nash County. Tell me how they work um, and how they, you know, use information to then get these search warrants to be able to go into the homes and look for these drugs.
0: So they have a pretty robust NARC team and a special operations team that goes and um, really tackles guns, drugs, and gangs. And those are kind of the focus under the Nash County Sheriff's Office under the direction of Keith Stone. Um, And they've got some folks in there that have uh, worked for the DEA for decades. And so there's a lot of experience. And as you can imagine part of Nash County is somewhat rural, but it's got one of the busiest highways in the United States, 95, going right through it. So of course they have a lot of um, drug busts and part of their interdiction team right there because you're seeing a lot of drugs come from the Miami area going up to the East Coast, say New York or New Jersey. And Nash County is sort of right in the middle, and so they not only you know use surveillance or this interdiction team that primarily um, surveils 95, but they just have a very robust NARC team um, that does a lot of undercover operations really to tackle this war on drugs.
1: Which is really interesting at a time, I feel like I've been reading so much across the country in other cities where they've just thrown up their hands and said, "We, we can't do anything about fentanyl but yet here you are in, you know, a pretty rural area of North Carolina with law enforcement saying, no, we are going to do something. Um, What were some of the things that surprised you uh, when you went out with them? So out of all of the raids that we went on, whether it be in a, a
0: nice neighborhood, a mobile home park, or sort of a, you know, a roadside, you know, seedy hotel that's a hotbed for drugs, in every single circumstance, there were at least children who passed through there or were right near where these drugs are, literally within arm reach. So they would be on the coffee table. They would be on the nightstand. Um, they would be on the back of a toilet. Same with guns. It's amazing to see, and, and you'll see in this coming up in, in an Investigates piece, that you know when these raids happen, you're literally seeing children's bikes in the yard, or you're seeing children coming out in their pajamas with their mom, uh, not having any clue that there are drugs being made and sold out of the place that they lay their head down at night.
1: Which is really amazing. Well, we will we'll be back to talk more about this after the break.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile
1: for you. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. So I know Nash County, and specifically Keith... Uh, Keith Stone the sheriff there they've been really aggressive in handling this issue they've already had 7 deaths this year I think 14 last year so many calls uh, hundreds of calls for help with overdoses Um, what are they trying to do I know Part of this information gathering is using confidential informants. Tell me about how that works. Yeah, so
0: you mentioned the overdoses. I think they had like 190 overdose calls so far this year, 300 last year. So that speaks to just the trend, and it's all fentanyl and heroin related. But one of the things, and, uh, and this is not new to any law enforcement agency is using CIs or confidential informants. These are folks that work for the sheriff's office. Most of the time, they're drug users themselves, and they sort of strike a deal with the sheriff's office or whatever authorities, and they get paid to do this. So they go undercover and buy drugs or possibly buy, you know, guns, and this helps the sheriff's department establish leads to what they call some of the lower end folks on the totem pole. They try to get the lower end folks from the totem pole with these CIs and And then they can work their way sort of up to the pyramid to get the folks that are sort of um, the kingpins for these folks. But what struck me with this was that many of these confidential informants were folks that had families before. Then they fell into drugs. One of the people that you'll see in this piece that airs soon, um, it was a former healthcare worker that turned to drugs. And then started working for the sheriff's office and has made tens of thousands of dollars helping them, um, you know, bust these folks. And, you know, they get that money. And then a lot of times they use that money to pay their rent or they use that money to buy more drugs. Um, but it's amazing to hear these folks talk about why they do it. But they're also in danger when they yeah, do it that's as well. What I was
1: going to say, because I know you talked to somebody. I think it was a woman and and she was struggling with drug addiction. I mean, why does she do this? I mean, is it the money? And, and, and is she fearful for her life? It's the money.
0: And she feels like she's helping sort of eradicate this problem, you know, one buy at a time. She actually says in the piece that she it was a dream for her to do this. Uh, she saw one of her friends overdose on fentanyl. And that prompted her to at least do her part in helping the sheriff's office. I mean, and it's, it, it's an It's an interesting underground world because they protect her, she helps them, and these folks that that do this really lead them to some of these folks that are are dealing big-time drugs in Nash County.
1: And what else was interesting from your reporting is that the dealers actually label their product. I mean, they're proud of it, which is so crazy because you're thinking they don't want to be caught, but yet there's this arrogance of, well, if you buy my drug— Uh, and whatever the product's name is, you know, it's going to be stronger or better. Yeah.
0: So when we were in the evidence room in the sheriff's office, we were seeing these little bindles of heroin that are usually always laced with fentanyl. And they'd say things like Powerball or Frosted Flakes. And I'm like, why are they branding it? I mean, doesn't that lead you right to them if someone kind of rats them out? And they said, no, it's their way of sort of, like you said, exposing the best stuff. And I said, well, why would a drug user want to continually go back to the most potent concoction? And they said they'll take the high and they're willing to take the death. So these folks love that, whatever that feeling is, and the risk, and is, is, the worth risk it is worth the reward to die. And that to me struck me. I mean, that, that kind of gives you chills because you're just like, why would someone do that? But that's what they're out for, unfortunately.
1: And I know one of the measures of the success in Nash County is is the amount of drugs they're getting off the street. I mean, hundreds of thousands of worth, dollars worth of drugs, I think, this year and millions last year. But there's also this human cost that we've been talking about, which are the deaths. And um, I know the officers carry Narcan, which is a an antidote that, you know, helps restart somebody's heart if they're having an overdose. How do they deal with this? I mean, this has got to be a really emotionally difficult job to, to, to literally see people dying. There were young
0: women on the NARC team that, I mean, we would talk kind of off camera and I would just say, how are you doing? And they'd say, you know, this is just hard. These Some of these people that are on the teams are mothers and they're going into places where there are children that are exposed to the drug. Um, Sheriff Stone said it too, you know, it, this is something that doesn't hold any boundaries, whether it be in a million dollar home in Nash County or a mobile home or that seedy hotel. A lot of times there are children involved and exposed in this, and you could see. I mean these these folks that are in county or Nash County, excuse me, doing this every day. You can tell that they take this home with them. That they know that let's just say they make the smallest buy, ten bindles of heroin. Let's just say a hundred bucks. That's still to them, as they put it. Seems small potatoes to us. That's 10 opportunities that they removed from the street of 10 people possibly dying. So it's yeoman's work and what they're doing, small or large, out to really save a life and eradicate this issue that is an epidemic, not only in North Carolina, but across the country.
1: And they're obviously very passionate about it. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for sharing this really powerful investigation with us This has been the WREL Daily Download, a production of WREL News. Check out my two true crime podcasts, What Remains, focuses on solving cold cases with forensic science. Follow the Truth is about the murder of Michael Jordan's father in North Carolina in 1993. Find What Remains and follow the truth in WREL podcasts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.